Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith. And Darian, we've got a couple big announcements to uh, kind of break on the podcast tonight for the for oh. the listeners. Oh, yeah. What what we got? Because, you know, everybody know me as a co-host. I've been here for a little while. But what, else you what, else, what, what else you got for us, man? Breaking news. The Blazer Victory Podcast is announcing drumroll. <laughs> Jimmy Marion will be a new co-host, a permanent co-host on the Blazer Victory Podcast. Jimmy, officially welcome aboard, my friend. Thank you. It feels good. I've officially signed my national letter of intent with the Blazer Victory Podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh, so y'all know Jimmy is like the recruiting expert. Jimmy, what, what, you know, are you five star? What are we looking at? I wouldn't say five star. Four and a half is probably fair. I had some power Go. five opportunities. I had some. <laughs> I won't call it preferred walk on, uh, but uh, yeah. So, but I feel I feel blessed to uh, put the blazer cap on here at signing day. Oh, the crowd is going wow! Well, wow. So, so John, you gotta. Kind of redo the intro then, like you're here with your. Let's do know, this. Oh man, yeah, let's let's do this again. Let's just. That's me rewinding. Run it back, Turbo. All right, here we go. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Blazer Victory Podcast, where I am joined with my fellow co-host Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. How are you hey, guys doing hey. this evening? Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's gonna take some practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy, hey officially welcome aboard um i'm so glad you accepted your uh your are you sign your letter of intent um you know you've been great these last few episodes um darren and i proud to have you on and know that you're going to continue to contribute uh to the show in areas that honestly darren and i couldn't you know you I, i've always said and i'll continue to say you're the recruiting guru um guru of you know uab football and basketball and you know i'm you brought so much on the show these three episodes that you've been on and I cannot wait to see years going forward, what you continue to bring to uh, blazer victory. So again, welcome aboard. Hey, thank you so much. I'm excited. It's definitely uh, stepping outside of my comfort zone a little bit, but uh, the three episodes I've been on, I've thoroughly enjoyed and it's just good just to sit back and talk blazer sports. And I look forward to uh, many podcasts, many game recaps and all that good stuff here going forward. And, and you know, Jimmy, you know, I like rewinding the tape and watching the tape, right? So let me tell you what, what really was like, I, you know, we was already having our conversations, but I was like, you know, me and John, John was actually one coming to me. But when we did that basketball episode, it was it was mostly outside of, of recruiting. But I was like, oh, like, you know, if you most of the time, if you see a player, you're like, you know, they used to think Jalen Hurts can only like run or mostly run, but now he's, oh, he has an arm he could throw. Man, you showed your versatility on that basketball episode, and the stuff that you were saying was so substantive Mm -hmm. and insightful. I'm like, oh, he knows the game. No, he didn't play it in high school or whatever, but as a guy that I played sports on, you know, all every level, um, I love seeing a mind for the game, and you definitely have it, not just in recruiting, but you had some very good points to make all throughout. So some insightful thoughts. Yes. Yes. I, I love it, man. I'm I'm excited. I think uh, that we're blessed to have you and we're just very much so honored to have this three man weave going right now. It, it all started with a DM uh, from Darian. So <laughs> kudos for you, uh, for you for having the courage to send a DM to UAB Athletics fans. Darren yeah, got yeah. in them DMs, man. He yeah, I had to get in them DMs, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, uh, definitely excited to see what happens. Uh, and also, hey, just for everybody listening, we are not accepting any more applications. There will not be. <laughs> we are sticking at three for a long time. Um, but, yeah, thanks again, Jimmy. And, again, if you guys aren't following, uh, you know, Jimmy on Twitter, his Twitter account is at UAB Athletics Fan. So give him a follow and give Blazer Victory a follow at Blazer Pod. But guys, in my tweet this morning, I said announcements plural. So we got the we got the big one out of the way, announcing Jimmy as a co-host. But Darian, can I get another drum roll, please? 
So after months of extensive work on this thing, uh, the Blazer Victory finally has a website. It is www.blazervictory.com. So not only will this be a podcast going forward, we are going to post articles on that website, maybe even some videos in the future. Mm. We've got a lot of good things planned, a lot of good content planned on www.blazervictory.com. So click the link in your podcast description. Check it out. It's ready. I think it looks clean. I might be a little biased because I was the one that worked on it for these <laughs> last few months. But I do think it looks clean. It looks good. It looks exactly what we were going for. Um, and, you know, of course, Darian and Jimmy are always welcome to contribute and will contribute, you know, on the website at some point. Um, I've already, by the time this podcast is posted, you will see uh, my first article on there kind of previewing the North Texas basketball game, the three keys to a blazer victory, uh, North Texas. So definitely click that, see what you like it. If it sucks, come back. Maybe the next article will be better, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm excited hey, guys. And you know, this has been a long time coming. Um, you know, I, I, I graduated a history major in college, so I, I loved writing in college and, you know, I've, I've always had the itch to write some more and, you know, Brad kind of gave me that with the Southside Dragon report. Um, but now Blazer Victory is going to be more than just the Blazer Victory podcast. Now, now let me I do want to because I put this in our show notes. I want to emphasize to our listeners that Blazer Victory will always focus on primarily putting the podcast first. But with that being said, we're going to have articles and we're going to basically kind of be like an all in one shop for UAB content. So you click on it, you'll see an articles tab, you'll see an about me tab, you'll see a podcast tab, you'll see merch tab. We've got it all. And like I mentioned earlier, we've got more big things coming on the horizon. So definitely go to www.blazervictory.com and check it out. Make it your homepage if you like. And guys, I'm just excited. You know, when I started this thing with Steve, what? three, four years ago, like, I'm just excited to see what, you know, we've, we've grown so much over these past few years. Like if we can get people to read, you know, articles and videos and look at other content and reel them in to listen to the podcast. Cause a lot of people still don't know what the hell a podcast is. And that <laughs> bugs me for some reason, but if we can reel them in, like this is going to be a great place for UAB fans, hopefully for years to come to get great coverage of UAB athletics. So, and I think you've done a great job, John, of just um, opening up the gateways for UAB. I think it's some of the best and most creative ways because I feel like <clears throat> sometimes you you just can't depend on somebody else to do it for you. Right. And, um, and I feel like you were more than capable. You started the podcast platform and now – here we are going deeper and it's, and it's, it's kind of, I like the semblance of it, like with UAB going on to the AAC, you know, with UAB hiring Trent, Trent, hiring Trent Dilfer and just aiming higher the way he was talking was like, you know, playoffs, college playoffs. And I've always been of that mindset. You got some people that feel like it's a, it's a, that, that ceiling, it's a hard ceiling on it. Like we can't reach the, the sky. You know, like we can't shoot for the stars. Right. And I feel like this is kind of going, you know, hand in hand with with his idea, like you opening it up. Like, man, not only not only just the podcast, but just us with bringing Jimmy on. And now we got us three and this thing and just adding this other element to it. And then, you know, now we can write articles and we all have different strengths. Right. Like I'm a film junkie. We can break down some film. We can look at some things. Maybe we're going to look into it. I mean, Jimmy is is so great at recruiting, and that's his strength. We all can do all type of things, but we can play to our strengths. And I just think it's it's a semblance for UAB athletics in a whole. And, um, you know, we, we all owe our thanks to you, John. Good job. Oh, well, you don't have to thank me, but that, that, that speech did get me excited because, you know, we we've all you know steve irvine does a great job 1819 news evan Daly does a good job with al.com like but outside of that <laughs> i mean where, yeah. where where's the cover yeah and i'm not trying to bash any tvs or radio you know but they might give you a b 30 seconds or so but 
this is going to be the website where Blazer fans can rely on good coverage of UAB athletes, independent coverage. We don't have to answer to anybody. And we're, we're, hey, I do want to say this up front. We are not affiliated with UAB. This is not a UAB site. This is not a UAB podcast. Most of you know that. I just feel like <laughs> legally I have to say that we're not affiliated <laughs> with UAB. But this is going to be, you know, if you're a UAB fan, this is going to be everything on this site is going to be nothing about UAB. It's going to be everything about UAB, nothing else. We are going to have authentic coverage, just like we've been doing with the podcast. And I'm just excited. Like, and, and I know, you know what, John, what's that? I, I look forward to earning the continued earning the respect of uh, the people connected with the athletic department, the coaches, the players. Um, I want to earn respect from other um, fellow journalists, not just, you know, sometimes let's be real here. I know you both of you guys can probably attest to it. Sometimes they look at it and say, oh, that's just the fan. Some fan guys, right? Oh, it's just a podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've yeah, heard it. It, I've it just, heard it. Nah, nah. But that's okay because, again, that's kind of with that UAB, uh, that UAB mindset. It's kind of like we're kind of looked at as, oh, it's just UAB. You know, little, little brother of Bama and Auburn, you know, just UAB. But we have to earn from when I've been here, it's like earning respect. I love to earn respect. Don't when it comes to when it comes to like uh, competition and stuff right. like that. So it's like that's okay. I think all three of us are willing to put in the work to earn the respect to show that we're gonna put out quality content. Not not no we're not putting out BS just for y'all to make ourselves feel good. Well, no, we're gonna really put some work in, really create relationships, really connect. We're going to really look in the mirror and work on ourselves and give real quality. And so no telling what doors that are open, but we really do this because we just love UAB athletics. And that's exactly where I was going to go, Darren, because we don't, we don't get paid for this at all. This is coming out of pocket. I had to pay for the website for all the, I mean, we, we pay for the hot podcast hosting platform every year you know, we we sell a few T-shirts and a couple of hoodies, you know, but that's still not <laughs> making uh, it means we are we are, we do this because we love UAB athletics and we want to provide more you know coverage for UAB. So that it's, is it, exactly why. Yeah. And shout out to all of our wives for basically. Oh, yeah. They are they are allowing us to get on because this is really fun for us. And yes. You know, we uh, we miss out on time. We all are married. We all have um, a young a young one or, or two or three or four in my case. <laughs> <laughs> so so like there's a lot of uh, things going on. I work. I know for me, for me personally, I work a lot, you know, and um, just shout out to my wife and um, shout out to you guys wives for just giving us this time so we can really uh provide good quality content for uab fans yeah no doubt i had to, i had to do it i had to do it because you know the wives listen to the podcast so <laughs> yeah y'all the best <laughs> oh yes for sure well guys we'll go ahead i will you know huge announcements again jimmy welcome as a co-host and www.blazervictory.com check it out save it as your favorites on your tab if you get on a computer or save it on your safari or you know on your phone because get ready you know originally i was going to wait until spring football practice to roll this out but you know when you get that itch and you just know the time is right especially getting jimmy on board with us darren we just had to we just had to roll it out and get it cranking. Yes, sir. We had to. It's the time is now. So, yes, I'm all excited, right. man. Yes, sir. Well, all right. Well, let's get into some basketball talk. So if you guys missed our last episode, uh, we had an instant reaction episode to the big uh, win UAB had over FAU 86 to 77 again. First ranked win in Bartow in nearly 10 years for UAB uh, over a ranked opponent. I mean, I feel like we hit most of the things on the instant reaction, but I just want to give you guys a chance. Was there anything that we missed, Jimmy, on our recap or Darian that we need to bring up before we move on to FIU? Hmm. Jimmy? Nothing that really stands out. I was uh I know we were talking a little bit before the pod. It feels like that was the FAU game was like two weeks ago. It's just uh, oh, yes. 
the FAU game in particular is one of those that I was happy that was on the uh, television that we had the ability to record and kind of, you know, just cherish because it was a special moment. We had, you know, a few weeks there where uh, the team was, you know, um, struggling to get victories. Um, and so now that we're back on the winning streak, which I know we'll talk about just as basketball as a whole, it's just a nice game to crank it out, you know, go to the recordings and rewatch. Um, but nothing in particular that I think's worth bringing up right now. Um, I do like how how we won that game in dominant fashion against a pretty dominant team. Um, yep. I think that's one thing we kind of glossed over. Um, but we kind of put our foot on their necks and we never really eased up. I mean, they kind of got within arm's reach but we always kept them at bay. And to me, that is a sign of a uh, a great team. You know, good teams can win games. Great teams will extend the lead and keep it. And um, I think we showed that, Mark. Well, we showed that we can be locked in for four quarters the whole game. And that's something that we struggle with. And we're kind of – we're going to go with there. But we, we – you know, sometimes we can allow runs – um, and we we'll go on dry spells, or we just start playing like we lost our heads sometimes, and then we'll kind of get it back together, and we kind of operate in runs like that. But a, a good team is gonna, a great team is gonna give you consistent play all four quarters, all the way to the end, and uh, that's still something that I feel like we're developing. But to show that against FAU, who has been by far clearly the best team. In our conference, I think that was pretty uh, major for us. Yeah, and I know you guys gave a, a lot of praise to Eric Gaines in the in the, in the recap pod, um, but I, I just wanted to reiterate, man, Eric Gaines, 21 points, 10 of 11 from the free throw line, shot 50% from the field, just a baller. Um, really one of his best games is a is is a, at UAB. I mean, he did a great job, um, but. I guess now it's time to turn the page and talk about that FIU game that happened on Saturday. Um, so UAB gets the dub, wins its fourth straight uh, game in a row, 76 to 72 over FIU. Ooh, that <laughs> game was, I mean, see, that was the game. See, this is what I was, you know, on the last part I was worried about because we're coming off of that emotional high off of beating a ranked FAU team. And I was just sensing not not a letdown, but like I don't know. I guess kind of like a letdown. But and when you see twenty two turnovers, oh golly! I mean, you don't deserve to win many games at all turning the ball over twenty two times. So no. it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't pretty. But I do want to give the guys credit. They found a way to win the game and get that streak to four in a row. Yeah. So. I watched the full first half and I was only able to watch bits and pieces of, of the second half because my uh, my daughter Azaria had a game going herself and what she bought out. But um, I was just I was still just kind of keeping up with it here and there. So turnovers, man. Do we do we just jump straight into these turnovers, or should I? I just... think we need to. No, I think we need to do the turnovers, but especially with the guards, <laughs> with Jelly and Gaines. Like I don't know what was going on Saturday. I think, you know, Jimmy, you can. Uh, Jimmy, where where you were able to be attendance at that game? Oh yeah, I was there. So, and I want both of y'all to kind of answer this for me. All right, since y'all were there, um, it it kind of get a feeling. It we need to set the right. How the, the right attitude in the beginning of the game because if I go back to the FAU game, I feel like we stayed consistent throughout. It was like smart decisions. It was sound basketball. It's like when we got too high, we sped up too fast. We you can you can like visibly see Eric Gaines calming down that game. And I think I think toward the end of the FAU game, we got to feeling ourselves a little bit. And we thought the game was over with, and they they cranked up the pressure, and we started turning the ball over like crazy. All right, so it feel like in this game, we did jump out to a good lead, but we still the first half of the first half, we were turning the ball over, and then we calmed down, and then the second half just seemed like a disaster with turnovers. But we we were still turning the ball over, and to me. 
it feels like, especially with Jelly kind of, Jelly was pressing. Like, he, he kind of does this thing when he's looking for his shot. Um, and He just wants to get, sometimes it feels like he's trying too hard to score. Mm-hmm. And he starts pressing, and he's trying to, instead of just letting the game come to him, and then I feel like Eric, it kind of, that that feeling kind of permeates throughout the team. And then it's like, guys, especially our guards, are trying to mm-hmm. do too much. And it's like, what are, it becomes this sloppy style of what are we doing? Yep. Basketball. So, um, like Jimmy, um, and then we go to John. Like, is that kind of how it felt? Yeah, I mean, Watching the our guards play, obviously, uh, Gaines and Jelly combining for 15 of the 22 total turnovers. And if you look at the box score, uh, we did not have another player turn the ball over more than once. So, again, we had Jelly with eight. We had Eric with seven. Now, some of that is obviously going to be part um, of the fact that those guards are so ball dominant. And they're going to have the ball as much as they do. Uh, but, you know, watching the first half, um, even from the get-go, it really seemed to me at least that a lot of the errors were mental. Uh, they were unforced. They were stepping out of bounds or making like a really silly pass in some instances. And that's not to discredit, you know, um, Eric and, and Jelly at all. It was just one of those nights where it felt like I know at the end they cranked up the pressure and that kind of forced us into a few more turnovers late. But the turnover started early. Um, press, no press. It just seemed like, you know, mentally um, the game was was too fast. It didn't even matter the tempo of the game. It mattered the tempo mentally um, for our ball handlers. And, you know, even, uh, you know, there's been a few times here as of late where we talked about Eric Gaines' free throw shooting on, I think it was uh, against FAU, how well he did. And uh, not that I don't feel the same way about Jelly still, but you guys recall, like in the conference tournament last year, I mean, Jelly was just absolutely automatic from the free throw line. And looking here at the box score, Jelly missed two free throws. He was two of four. You know, so when you look at the eight turnovers, you look at the two uh, missed free throws, it was just an off night. Um, And, you know, certainly I know that there's going to take some time to get healthy. Uh, He didn't play basketball. Um, AK was talking on the coaches show that really he wasn't taking a lot of reps in practice either, you know, so it's going to take some time to get back up to game speed. But the reality is that there must be something about FIU because before Jelly was hurt and when we played uh, in Miami, the first go Jelly had eight turnovers against FIU. And then after the injury coming back, uh, Jelly had eight turnovers again. So it's just something about this FIU team that, um, I know that some of the Blazer faithful are going to be hoping that we don't see the Panthers uh, in the conference tournament. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I definitely hope not to see them. Um, I, and, and I'm glad you said that, Jimmy, because I think you do have to kind of uh, tip your hat to FIU that, you know, they played UAB well two games, you know, and beat them in Miami. So um, you do have to kind of tip your hat. And also, though, too, like, you know, obviously I'm not a coach. Um, and Andy Kennedy is, in my opinion, one of the best college basketball coaches, you know, out there. Um, but I don't know. Didn't it to you guys? Did it seem kind of risky to start Jelly? Like, you know, he especially knowing, you know, he hasn't practiced a whole lot. And I don't know. You know, he came off of the bench against FAU. So I might would have liked to see him come off of the bench again against FIU. Maybe Andy was just trying to see, hey, can he start, you know, and it's FIU, whatever, you know, see how he does. But but you can tell that he was moving too fast. He was getting very frustrated you can see it visibly and it just led to him making careless errors and like you know like darian said earlier that fed over to the other guard you know to eric Gaines, and he was making mistakes and him and jelly weren't on the same page a lot of times and that you know especially a couple turnovers late in the game like you're wondering like what is going on like are these guys even talking to each other and planning things out so it's it's very frustrating but Let's hope that we never have another game uh, with uh, 22 turnovers, especially at Bartow Arena, because like that, that's just inexcusable. And that's, you know, Andy said it in his postgame presser after the game. Like, it's just you, you you could tell in his face. Like he he knew it was terrible and he went back and rewatched the film. It's a little less terrible now that he, you know, he knows the result, but it's still not good. And it's not good basketball. But I want to give UAB credit. They still found a way to get a win 
And right. So a I mean, it's all a, about wins. A win. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a win is a win is a win. You know, we hear it all the time. You know, it's just that, you know, before Jelly went down, it was kind of showing signs of this. You know, we was kind of showing signs of this already. So the the thing that I feel like that it kind of scares me, not because it was FIU, um, it's just that because when when FAU did turn up their pressure, we went in a draw at the end of that game, and we let them back in it. We gave them some kind of chance at the end because we just turned the ball over like crazy after having almost a almost as perfect as a game as you can have from a turnover perspective. And so when they applied pressure, it really kind of just forced our guards to make decisions, um, just try just be physical, just trap on um, when they, you know, go pick and rolls instead of instead of uh, instead of doing like a simple switch or instead of just like hedging and going back into your man. They like really trapped and, you know, really just play physical with our guards and say, hey, you're going to make a pinpoint pass and to the right person and. I think our guards have been feeling it too. So if I'm if I'm North Texas, who happens to be the the best defensive team in 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 our league in our conference, um, I would pressure us all game. Show me that you can win the turnover battle. It's what I would do to UAB because you know we like to deploy that one three one, and that one three one has been a lot better. I, in the past, I have not been a proponent of it at all, but I've really warmed up to it because I think we've gotten better at executing it. But um, we are used to putting pressure on other teams. I never thought – I just I just thought it was automatic because I'm like, man, we got Jelly, we got Eric. Like, why even press us? That's a death wish. But honestly, it's, it's wrong. I would, like, press us the whole game because I feel like that's – our weakness is decision making. Like if you could speed us up, our team. Oh my God! I I hold my breath. This is the first team I hold my breath on on like two on one fast breaks. Like when we have the advantage, because I'm like, are we gonna make the right pass? Are we gonna like kind of casually pass it, or are we gonna really focus on the pass? You know, um, if our team can clean that up, we eliminate so much of a weakness from this team because a lot of times they turn other teams turn defense into offense on us and that's how they get easy scores and that's how they get those corner threes that's how they claw back in the game against us just our decision making and I would say that it's us but the other team has something like the coaching staff has to scout that weakness and your players have to execute in order to like kind of force that's that's what it is they kind of force us to beat us you know, um, so I'm pretty sure every other team is seeing that on film. I would like for us to be challenged with it again, because that's the only way you're going to get better. So we squeaked out a win, you know, against FIU. We let them back in the game <clears throat> or or props to them and, and, and correct credit for them for fighting their way back into the game. But, you know, like I said, I'm always a process of a results guy. Always. We got the win. At the end of the day, you want to get the win. I am not happy with the process with this one. It's kind of weird. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I would I would be like one of those coaches where the film session and the practice session would have probably been like you would have felt like we would have lost by 20. Because we're so much better than that, you know, as a team. So while I am happy, while I'm relieved that we got the dub, I am upset at how we played because we that should have been a double-digit game had we made better decisions and had we learned how to deal with the press and deal with physicality for my guards. It's, I don't like when we get into that mindset. And we have, we have to. This, up, this upcoming game, if you don't think they're going to press us, <laughs> or if you don't think they're going to get up and play physical with us and force us to make decisions, force us to make passes, good passes, you are a fool, you know. So, But I am confident that 
we looked at film and that we are working to correct those issues. Yeah, and you know Andy's, you know, working on that in practice this week to get ready for North Texas because North Texas is definitely going to do everything that you just said with Grant McCaslin. Um, but th- that's a very stout observation, uh, Darren. I wanted to kind of go back to, like, with UAB, like, obviously you can force them to make bad decisions, which they proved Saturday they made 22 bad decisions. But not not only that, but let's face it, UAB is not a great shooting team as of late, even with Jellyback. Um so if you can full court press UAB and force them to make quick decisions and maybe force up a quick shot, more than more than likely that shot's not going to go in. So the scouting is out. The scouting report is out on UAB and how to stop UAB. So it is essential that you know, and I and I agree with Darian. I trust Andy Kennedy that he is going to work on that this week and get ready for North Texas because I guarantee you we are going to see. 90% of the game time is going to be uh, North Texas full court pressing UAB and just being physical. And, and let's face it, too. We saw it a couple weeks ago in Bartow. North Texas out physical UAB. Now, granted, UAB was without Jelly Walker, but still, UAB is going to have to learn from this, and let's hope they do. But, again, we, we kind of reiterate this every episode, basketball episode that we do, but it's all about getting better for March in that Conference USA tournament in Frisco, Texas. Like Darian said, let's prove we can beat a full-court press consistently. Because in Frisco, that's when it's going to matter. If you can't do it in Frisco, your season's over with. You know, unless you want to play in the, what do they call it? Not the NIT, but whatever. Um, the, the other conferences. EBI uh, or CIT. Yeah. Whether ABC one two three whatever they want to call it, uh, but but yes let's yes let's get better improve let's bounce back Thursday and show that this was just a hey this was a let emotional letdown and that's okay to say UAB found a way to win thanks to a late trade Jemison tip in and a couple clutch free throws at the end found a way to win that's something that they didn't do in Miami earlier against this same FIU team but Jimmy do you have any more thoughts on FIU before we wrap this up? No, I, you touched on the uh, shooting woes a little bit. And, uh, you know, looking at Jelly since he's been back um, from injury, I think he's four of 19. That's roughly 20% from three. That ain't going to continue. Um, no. You know, some of these turnovers are, you know, and, and we talk about some of the, you know, mental aspect of it. A lot of that changes when those shots start to fall. Um, I'm waiting um, for, you know, the numbers to balance out. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super optimistic that and ho- super hopeful, I should say, that as we approach a really big stretch in our season that we'll talk about for this week, that Jelly is able to get out of that rut. I've seen some, you know, posts from Jelly. You know, he hears, you know, he hears the doubters. He knows there are doubters out there. And, you know, he, he had a rough game. I mean, there's no getting around that. But um, I'm super excited to see him bounce back, uh, shooting the ball from three. And that's going to be critical for us as we close out the rest of the conference season. And and we know what he can do in Frisco, right? We saw it firsthand last year. And uh, I'm just I'm just really happy to think uh, and really hopeful to think those shooting uh, woes are going to be hopefully turning themselves around here soon. Yeah, and I think the way that he, he goes about that, though, you can tell he wants to shoot his way out of it. And that's what shooters do. Shooters shoot. But I feel like the way he, he needs to go about it is what I would recommend. It's just like get in the flow of the game. Don't try to like heat check it in. Like, you know, I saw that in one of one place he got it. He got a good look in the corner, good pass. And he was able to drill it. Just kind of let it come to you. Don't press for it. Um, you can, you can visibly tell a lot of times I, I'm sitting here, you know, from my armchair couch position and I'm just like, no, Jelly, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, you know, I think sometimes what happens is we get a couple, you know, we get a little fool's gold because he, he make, he, he can make those shots. But what's the point of celebrating one of those shots when you took eight of them? Because you're pressing, you know, took eight of those shots, you made one. And you done turned the ball over twice trying to get to that spot just to shoot a shot just because you're jelly. No, like, you're a good player. You can conduct the offense. You know what? We do a good job when we get the ball to Xavier Davis on the block. Let him go to work. And then, okay, we can work on him. You know what? K.J. Buffin is, he's um he's good in, a, in a, on the corner right here. 
He has short area quickness. He's physical. He can get up. Just get him in against some mismatches. Easy. Oh, Ladarius Brewer right there. He's good coming off a motion shooter. He can come off a screen. He can knock down his open shots. Like Eric Gaines, when he gets it, when he comes down, he can, he can, he's good going downhill. Like we have a lot of options, is what I'm saying. And we can just run plays and you can get your offense in rhythm. Like don't press just if you got if you have nine points and it's 10 minutes left in the second half, you're a Jelly Walker. If you're in rhythm, you can you can score 20 points in in seven minutes. <laughs> and you can <laughs> end up with 29 points at the end of the game just like it's nothing. But I think there's a way you have to go about it because I think it's a mental thing with him. And he'll start pressing. And next thing you know, it's like this wild step back, just crazy three-pointer, and it's off. And now you're – you done took like four or five of them. Now you're frustrated. Right, and now you're kind of throwing the ball away, you know. Your body language, you you not he, he doesn't have that traditional smile on his face, just smiling up and down the court, and you're out of rhythm. So now when you do get an open shot, we did that against Rice. When Rice had those open shots, they was clanking them because we put that pressure on them all game. They couldn't do nothing about it. Like they was so out of rhythm, and Jelly is kind of doing it to himself. So what I would like Jelly to do is just like, oh, just. You know, like you conduct the offense, run plays. Don't just do a pick and roll, step back three pointer. Run plays. Like intend to get the ball to to Ladarius Brewer or something like that. It just get your shot within the offense. Let the offense dictate. Then once you get your rhythm, once you get a couple open ones, now I'll go into your Steph Curry bag. But just wait on it. Don't press for it. 100% agree. Well, again, UAB gets the dub 76 to 72 and improves to 17 and 7 overall, but more importantly, 8 and 5 in Conference USA play. So they are just four games back uh, from FAU and just two games back from North Texas, which, as we mentioned earlier, they'll play in just uh, on Thursday night. And we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but before we move on, um, we did want to take a break uh, because uh, Sunday was 205 day for UAB football. And our co-host, Jimmy Marion, was able to make the trip out to Iron City to uh, witness 205 Day. So, Jimmy, can you tell us a little bit about what happened at 205 Day with Trent Dilfer and the coaching staff? Yeah, so uh, I think that was my third um, similar event to go to. Uh, The first thing I noticed was, um, first and foremost, it's just cool. It's like a celebration um, of looking at all the talent that we were able to bring in and you know, this year's extra special because you've got, you know, the whole new staff that's on board. But what I really enjoyed about this year was it was more of an abbreviated event. So uh, it can be lengthy uh, when you think about signing as many players that we did, you know, upwards of 35 players. It could have been easy to go through every single one and spend a lot of time on it. You could have easily spent an hour and a half. And heck, some junkies like me would have loved it. Right. But, you know, for the most part, um, you know, they were able to get through it in about 45 minutes. So, um, you know, what they did just to kind of paint a picture for those of you who weren't there, um, you know, they, of course, they had some food in the cash bar and just the ability to kind of mingle, uh, with some of the staff and fans. And, um, what they did was Trent came up and talked kind of big picture about the class and, you know, uh, they started going down the list and they went through position to position group. Uh, one thing I was going to mention was um, instead of bringing every staff member uh, up to the stage and introducing them individually, they did like a cool little um, edit video where they it's it's kind of like when you're watching an NFL game and they're announcing like Jimmy Marion running back Birmingham, Alabama. Like they went through all the coaching staff, all, you know, 40 plus of them and, you know, went through their names or position, you know, uh, on the staff and what college they uh, graduated from. Um, but then from the player standpoint, they went position group, position groups. They started with the defensive line. Uh, they brought the DC and the defensive line coach up and, uh, they, they just kind of went through real quick, like maybe 15 seconds of highlights on every single player and, uh, talk just a little bit about, uh, the signees. So obviously we're not going to go through and talk signee to signee, but there was a couple, uh, cool things. Uh, you know, if you've been to one of those events before, you know, one of my favorite parts is hearing some of the just stories, um, you know, that that you might not be privy to. And, 
you know, so you, you learn small things like uh, Gurleen's Milfort is uh, originally from Haiti. I think that Trent said that he moved to the United States when he was seven years old. You hear small little tidbits like that. They talked about uh, one of the staff members, Ben Willoughby. Um, shout out to him. Trent had challenged some of the staff members when they were looking to um, find some offensive linemen. Uh, admittedly, they were, you know, losing out some offensive linemen to some bigger schools, and they're looking at certain measurables like, you know, who's out there that's um, six five, you know, at least that's a dual sport athlete in high school that's two fifty plus. You know, who, who are these guys that we can bring in um, and uh, you know really get in the weight room and and be you know, potentially that NFL level talent. And uh, they had talked about how Ben Willoughby went back. I think they had a break for like three days over Christmas. And that's when he ran across Mason Chorock's film. Um, So you hear like little tidbits. Uh, Another one was about Daniel Harris, uh, who was our late signee uh, in the early signing day, uh, 6'6", outside linebacker. They talked about uh, Daniel Harris and his uh, high school career. So many of you know that uh, he did suffer a pretty um, big injury. Um, and uh, they were talking about how they were playing seven on seven, which I presume would have been during the summer and that he, you know, obviously had got hurt, but wasn't diagnosed, you know, with a torn ACL. And I think he had kept playing and uh, he had clocked a 4.41, um, you know, 40 yard dash. And uh, they found out shortly thereafter that he did so in a torn ACL. So again, six foot six outside linebacker, just speaking about his athleticism, um, excited to bring him. There was another little tidbit uh, inside linebacker. Um, I might butcher the pronunciation here, but Evan Rousseau, Everett Rousseau, uh, they had made a comment that we stole him from Arkansas. So he must have been a silent commit uh, to Arkansas, which is really cool that we were able to get him. And the last thing, is uh, we talked about Corey Milliner um, over uh, in our last podcast. And Corey Milliner is a guy that, you know, we had said, hey, he released his top six before we offered him. And Jack State might have been, you know, his highest rated offer. But uh, they seem to be very high on him. So they told a story that they had a prospect on campus. And, um, you know, they had asked the prospect, who's the best receiver that you went against this year? And uh, they didn't name who that prospect was, but that prospect had said Corey Milliner. And that's how they started watching the film. And, you know, Mortensen had said he drew the comp of Devonta Smith, um, obviously the highly talented, you know, receiver from University of Alabama now with the Eagles. So it's just you get those little tidbits that you can kind of just, you know, uh, stash away, you know, for when Corey Milliner is catching his first big pass. And you can say, hey, that's pretty unique how they ran across his name. Or you think about the inside linebacker, Rousseau, and you think about how talented he is and who we truly beat out to get him. So all in all, it was a super cool event. Um, and uh, hopefully it's something that they'll continue to do in uh, years to come. See, oh. see, John, <clears throat> you see, you see why we, we stopped dating Jimmy. <laughs> hey, we had to commit. Hey, we had to put the ring on, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, Maybe we were ready for something more because look, yeah, I just don't feel like you would find that insightful coverage like that, and to be able nowhere, nowhere, it, um, so effectively as he did. Like I'm sitting here listening, like, oh dang, damn, for real, like, oh, <laughs> I just feel like oh, I feel like the only. Only other coverage you get like that about UAB sports is like a Steve Irvine article. Other than that, you out of luck, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just had to I had to throw that in. That was that was really cool. Uh, quick thorough breakdown. Oh yeah, I love it. Appreciate Jimmy for going to that event. Uh, Darian and I were not able to uh, go. We had some things going on, but sounded like a good time there at Iron City. And and Jimmy, from what I heard from others too, like it, it seemed like it was a really big crowd there of UAB faithful. Was that would, would that be accurate to say? Yes, it was a very nice crowd. It was packed. Uh, in previous years, there was a lot of uh, chatter, like kind of going on in the background because it's. I mean, it's an event center, right? So you've got the right. whole cash bar like going on. But I think uh, Trent definitely had people's attention um, for the evening. But it, yeah, it's, it's a really cool time. And this that 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 has me excited, you know, to get in protective. And um hopefully that energy transfers over. Um and and hopefully hopefully A one that it, it transfers um to the field and we see some good football, but B hopefully um it transfers to the fans. 
in that we can see protective, not not only packed out, but loud. Man, I've been I've been dreaming of that day, you know. You know what I've been dreaming of is like us, you know, going into the college playoffs or you know, maybe in a good vote. Nah, well, just hosting, hosting the, the championship or something. It's just like packed, you know, and we got the whole CD kind of buzzing and 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 everybody's going want to go to a UAB game. And uh, that's that's where this is to me. This is where the energy starts. Like you focus on what's right ahead of you and they did it and they focused in recruiting and they got the guys. And now this 205 day seems like it's a big Thing. Like it seemed like they put it there. I looking at I was looking at the pictures like, damn, that's a good crowd. I mm-hmm. didn't know it was gonna be like that. And just to hear how attentive the crowd was, it's very impressive. So that's two for two. I can't wait to hear about how spring is going and how the competition is going. I think we have the uh, requisite talent. Hopefully those guys will stay healthy. And I feel the energy is just John, I feel it like bubbling, you know, like we're in a little crock pot and it's starting to stir up now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I feel it, too. Just taking, hey, taking those baby steps, man. Like, we'll we'll get to that point of that dream, you know, of having a packed out, protective, uh, you know, hosting championships at Protective Stadium. We'll get there. It's just a matter of when. And, hey, I'm right there with you. I hope that uh, Trent and the staff and team can get there very soon and hey spring ball is just a few weeks away and i mean i feel like i say this a lot but hopefully we'll have a football schedule released in the next week or so i hope so (laughs) i mean uh, i feel like the aac and the sun belt and the mac are the only conferences that haven't released uh their uh schedules but but we'll be back you know for some more football coverage too when that I mean, it could be dropped tomorrow for all I know, but I just hope within the next week or so that the AAC officially releases that schedule because I am getting, you know, I'm, I'm getting excited. It's a, a new day for UAB football. You know, a lot of momentum momentum started already with the coaching staff, like Darian just mentioned, with the recruiting, you know, that Jimmy and, you know, we've all, we've talked about for a couple episodes now, the foundation is being laid again. So definitely excited about, uh, UAB football on the south side again um but switching back over to basketball huge opportunity for UAB going into the super pit this Thursday night traveling to Denton to take on the North Texas Mean Green and hopefully UAB will be ready because the last time these two teams uh, played uh, North Texas kind of took it to them and you know like I mentioned earlier UAB was without Jordan Jelly Walker um this time they'll have them but I'm excited, man. Like I, UAB tends to do well in the Super Pit, and I put this in my article. But in fact, UAB's won the last five times that they played North Texas and Denton. So that's a good stat if you're a UAB fan listening. That gives you a little hope too. Um, but these two teams do tip off Thursday night at 7 p.m. Unfortunately, it'll be on ESPN Plus, so we won't get that uh, CBS Sports Network telecast. Uh, but it should be a good one in the Super Pit this Thursday night, and I'm looking forward to see if UAB can kind of uh, put those turnover woes to bed and, you know, continue this win streak. Uh, Jamie, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, just like you said, John, it's obviously huge. Um, you know, it technically is a quad one opportunity, and, um, you know, I know right now that our focus, as it should be, is is being the best team that we can be uh in march for that tournament that way we have an opportunity to reach you know our ultimate goals but you know uh it's just a huge game i mean even if we weren't able to um you know win the conference tournament you know and make it to the NCAA tournament you know there there still is some respect i'm going to say this real quick about just our resume i mean we were kind of joking around about um the cit and the cbi earlier uh but the nit is uh is an opportunity so obviously i know we want to win the conference tournament you know but these are the type of resume boosting wins that if unfortunately we weren't able to win that conference tournament like we might have the opportunity to play in another tournament like the nit and, and these are things that help with seeding and whatnot like that but you know just kind of sticking to the current you know picture right now we've won four in a row you know this is a chance to get to five in a row this is a chance to keep the momentum uh going uh for uab uh, to set up uh, a really nice matchup on Saturday against Middle Tennessee, another chance 
uh, hopefully good weather, a good crowd uh, to get that exciting energy. Uh, we still have a lot to play for to get up to that, uh, at least that third or, or hopefully that second seed here in the regular season to position ourselves well in the conference tournament. Um, you spoke about how it's uh, UAB's won five straight at the Super Pit. So I think, uh, I don't know if it's eight games or if it's nine games uh, that the row team has won um, in a row. But uh, I, I do know that the last time that a, a home team won in this series was all the way back in January of 2016. Yeah. Uh, UAB had won at, at Bartow Arena that day. And do, do either of y'all uh, care to guess who was in the starting five for UAB, how long ago that was? You said 2016. Yeah, 2016, January 23rd, 2016. Hold on. Oh, uh, oh, what's the uh, was he? Was it? Is that too? What's the lefty shooter that we had? Tall. Ah. Guard. He was like a Ford. Uh, white I was guy. Gonna say Robert. Oh, uh, you talking about Norton? Uh, or... Norton was one of them, and you said Robert too. Robert. Robert Brown Robert, was on that Robert team. Robert Brown. Ha ha Lee. Haha ha was coming ha, off the ha, bench ha. that game. He didn't start. Oh, uh, Lewis Sullivan was he starting? I think Lewis Sullivan had left the year before. the The starting oh. five was uh, Nick Norton, Hakeem Baxter, Robert Brown, Chris Coakley, and Tosin Mahinty. Was the last time that a team, uh, a home team, won a game in this series. Think about that. Well, let's hope that trend continues. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, I was I was thinking about um swing uh was it Swingerton Swington um oh Jordan Swing Jordan Swing that's what I was thinking about I, I went back a little too far yep yep not that far but it just speaks to you know how crazy uh, this series has been so you know I'm looking for um, a clash of styles um, so we talked about the tempo um, North Texas is bottom two or three in the country in terms of tempo and. I think we're somewhere on the outskirts of the top 25. And so, you know, they're going to do everything they can to limit our possessions and, you know, just kind of diving into some trends. So I looked at, uh, you know, North Texas right now has played 13 conference games. Uh, they're 10 and three in conference. And uh, when you look at their three losses, uh, I'm not going to, you know, give some magical formula here, but some things that I found interesting is in the three games that they lost in conference, two to FAU, one to Rice. They were out-rebounded in every contest. Um, they were also, the opponent nearly doubled uh, their free throw attempts. So uh, I believe it was their first matchup against FAU. Uh, North Texas had nine free throw attempts first uh, compared to 20. Then they had eight compared to 19. And then 13 compared to 21. So not quite doubled, but... You know, still it speaks to uh, the importance uh, of UAB to get to the free throw line. You know, you got to get there first, right? So our attempts have to be high, and then obviously we have to convert. And then uh, if you look at the um, the three losses they had, uh, again, the FAU twice and the Rice, in those games the opponent did not turn the ball over any more than 11 times. So we're coming off a matchup in which we turn it over 22 times in a much more hot tempo game. But, you know, when I look at potentially the keys, you know, uh, things that we should be looking at and, and hoping for is to out-rebound UNT uh, to certainly uh, get to the free throw line as much as possible and, of course, convert. And then we've got to keep those turnovers down. The magic number, if we're getting above 10 or 11 turnovers, uh, to go on the road to beat UNT is going to be extremely difficult. And you and you know what, John? You those numbers tell me what you said earlier on when you said when North Texas came to Bartow, they out physical us. Yep. So that's exactly it's to me. It speaks to two things. But first, first, first things first is those guys like to get physical. They like to get to the free throw line. They're going to put a body on you. They're going to box out. They're, they're long. They're athletic. They're very athletic. And they like to play like they like to slow it down and grind it down. So the, the second thing is tempo. <clears throat> we need to play. We need to play at a good tempo. Like we don't we I don't feel like we we need to take our, our chances in transition when we can. I think 
people know how I feel about us as a transition team and it, it's our decision making. But um, this is a this is a stout team defensively. Like they're they're physical, they're connected, and if you ever seen like LeBron in the finals, <laughs> LeBron used to exert so much energy he would like slow the game down. So he controlled the whole pace, right? So he would like slow the game down to a snail's pace. He would walk the ball up. Any any hoop any hoop head knows like that's how North Texas like to play. Like they <laughs> they're not a running gun team. They're gonna walk that ball up the court. You know they're gonna run their offense. They're gonna take a lot of time with positions. They're positioning like a, a football team with like how Rice was when they play. You know how frustrating that was. Like you always get the ball in third and two, and they run for three yards. It's another first down. You know. That's kind of how North Texas is in in ba- I mean in basketball. Like they're, right. they're not gonna run a gun, and they're not gonna give many opportunities to for them to turn it over. You know they're gonna slow it down and play at their pace. And um, you know if they make the shot, cool. They're gonna try to take good quality shots so they can get back and have a set defense. And guess what? In that set defense, their best offense is to be physical and to turn you over. And then they get out there and then they get an easy bucket and they tell you score on us. So if we if we let them be physical, if our guards don't get in and help with rebound and then box out, we're we're gonna be in trouble. If we if we make those unforced turnovers, those pick sixes, you know, those just casual pass. Sometimes we throw those casual cross-court passes. I'm like, what are you doing? Like it's an easy interception, no dunk. If we do that and we don't bring the the uh the required energy, but most importantly the required mental focus fortitude, we're gonna get beat. But I feel like if we come out like we did against FAU, so we prove to ourselves that we can be that team that can think. We can think. We can make good crisp fundamental passes. We can focus on catching the ball and then driving. We can make we can take good quality shots. Forget if they go in or not. Let's just take good quality shots. Not a force, you know, I'm gonna force it and throw something up, stupid stuff, and that's how we get unforced turn. Because those shots are like unforced turnovers too. It's a bad shot, a guy yeah. gets on a run out, you know, and nobody's in position to get back because it was a stupid shot. Well, let's not do that once we Think our way. If this team, if we can calm down, I want to see Eric take that breath. Like, I know when he's in control, he'll kind of, like, take his breath and he'll get the conduct. And I'm like, that's the Eric I like to see. And, you know, um, and I want to say, I want to see Jelly make good, quick decisions. And um, I want to see this team perform like we're capable of. But not don't let North Texas get in our head by being more physical I don't want to see the attitudes. I don't want to see KJ Buffett, you know, kind of dusting it up. Nah, I want to see us locked in, you know, just making good plays and forcing them to kind of play catch up against us, not us trying to score against them. Yeah, well said. And, you know, again, UAB travels to North Texas Thursday night at 7 p.m. It'll be televised on ESPN+. Plus. But don't forget to go to www.blazervictory.com and check out the article, Three Keys to a Blazer Victory. So make sure you read that before Thursday night. And guys, if UAB can somehow get it done Thursday night in the Super Pit, they've got a huge, another huge game this Saturday in Bartow Arena. The Bartow Classic as Middle Tennessee comes to town to take on UAB at 3 p.m. That game is going to be televised on Stadium, but we certainly hope that you can all make it down to Bartow. This is the next to the last home game. So after this home game, there will be one more. So hopefully everybody can make it down to Bartow Arena to cheer on the Blazers. But, I mean, this is another game. Like, you know, UAB uh, fell on the road at middle a few weeks ago. Just a split second from a tie Brewer game-winning shot in overtime from getting the dub. But unfortunately, it did not go that way. Middle. We we know they <laughs> they love to play uh, good defense. They who is that shot the shot blocker that kept blocking all those shots? Uh, what, oh was it, yeah, it? yeah. That that whole team was really. Uh, but they had one impressive forward. I don't know if he was. I can't remember if he was number twelve. I, I can't remember the name. 
they also had a they, and they also had a player that was in what black and white stripes that was doing pretty good too right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm just kidding hey we, we're never gonna blame officials but hey some of those calls were eh, or no calls at least like eh. yeah those no calls they kind of swallowed them whistles um but all in all middle tennessee was a good uh they yeah, were athletic team i, I give them that yeah, so I mean, hey, UAB's gonna UAB's got two good games, uh, two good tests coming up this week, and and you know what, it's important for the seeding, um, for the conference tournament. We can, we we kind of didn't touch on that, but um, I think right now, I think we're we're kind of like in a in a third, fourth spot. Yeah, so right now we're in a tie for a third with um. I believe it's with Middle Tennessee. Yeah, with Middle Tennessee. Yeah, so we're two games. So FAU's ahead in first place. North Texas is two games behind FAU. And then UAB and Middle are both tied at four games back. So if UAB can win both of these games, I mean, you're getting close to getting that top two uh, seed. But uh, you know what Jimmy was referring to earlier. And And this is something, too, I mentioned in the article. But the top five seeds in Conference USA get a first round bye in the Conference USA tournament this year because of the uneven teams this year due to the Sunbelt teams leaving. But it's even more important to try to get the top three because four and five actually play each other in the first round. So, I mean, both teams get a bye, but you have to play that team. So it would be better to get a one through three, a one, two, or a three seed. That way you get to play a team that just had to play the night before. So it is, yeah, these last few weeks, are going to be crucial, and UAB's got a huge opportunity with these two games to gain some traction in getting a top two seat. Oh, good points. I didn't know. I didn't know that about four and five, and uh, you know the importance of the top three. Yeah, it's crucial. Jimmy, got any thoughts on middle before we wrap it up? I haven't even uh, started looking at middle yet. Just too stoked for North Texas. It'll be a quick turnaround, but hopefully we're celebrating on Thursday night. Can turn on <laughs> the. Uh, film and, and and look at middle tennessee on friday definitely yes well guys you know like i just said you know two big opportunities for uab hopefully they can get it done um but before we wrap up i wanted to mention i just wanted to give a good a, a huge shout out to our blazer victory podcast listeners for the baby race that noah participated in <laughs> saturday at fiu we got a bunch of Noah, Noah, as we were heading down to the uh, to the floor. So that was huge. Noah appreciated it, even though he the spotlight was a little bit too big for him. He kind of stood there for a minute, but hey, he finished the, he finished the race, and that's what that's all that matters. <laughs> Let's go, Noah. Yes. So you made so, an appearance on TV, John. Didn't didn't somebody take a screen cap of you like on ESPN Plus or something? Yeah. Shout out to welcome to UAB, my boy. Uh, <laughs> took a screenshot of me on ESPN Plus. <laughs> so it wasn't TV, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> in the hoodie, in the Blazer Pod hoodie. The, hey, 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 and go to BlazerVictory.com if you want to get a cool hoodie like I had on um on ESPN Plus. So. Come on, no, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you were able to show up um, on prime time. You had all the big lights on you, you know. And John, you were able to show the, the cool apparel we've been trying to tell them about now for for a couple months. And uh, you know, hopefully that was able to open some eyes right there. You 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 took your you took advantage of your time on the big screen, man. I'm telling you, and it's even easier now. All you got to go is to our website, blazervictory.com, and there's a tab that says Blazer Victory Merch. You click that, and that'll take you right to the website where you can purchase. So if you guys haven't already, definitely get you a T-shirt or a hoodie of Blazer Victory merchandise. Look how set up. I see the vision, man. Look how set up you put that thing. We got some articles. We're going to have a couple film breakdowns. We got the podcast on there. We got the merch on there. What more do they want from you, man? What more can you offer? I don't know. That's me either. I I don't think it's nothing more you can. Hey, me either. BlazerVictory.com. Check it out now. Um, And also, it was cool. Also, on Saturday, I got to meet um, a couple of listeners. uh, Richard, Chris, Emmanuel Waller. I mean, you know, he football signing. Like, hey, got to uh, chat it up with those three guys. It's always awesome meeting some of you guys in person you know even if it's just a hey john what's up you know i love just talking with you guys and darian does too and jimmy jimmy now you got to deal with that too you got to start saying hey to people <laughs> they come and say, hey you jimmy from the podcast yeah. there you so, go. 
there you go. Yeah, so it's always awesome. Um, hey, we're just normal guys like y'all are. We love talking UAB athletics. So if you see us at a game, hopefully in Blazer Victory podcast merch, definitely say hey. Um, yeah, and also, that's that's the ahead. best part of it. That's the best part of it. Um, I mean, because what what is this podcast or what is the what we're doing this uh, podcast or the the website for if it wasn't for them? Exactly. And it's us. I feel like we all family here, you know. So, thank you guys. We really feed off y'all energy, to be honest. Um, all y'all feed the feedback and the things that y'all tell us. We live for that. I mean, me and John, we send we send screen caps to each other. Um, Jimmy's gonna be in on it. We got our little group chat now, so we send um whatever. A lot of y'all feedback, we screenshot it and we send it to each other, and we feed off the energy that y'all give us. So, really, really, thank you guys. 100% agree. And also, I uh, gave out, I took about 150 uh, Blazer Victory podcast stickers uh, to the game this past Saturday. And you guys took almost all of them, but <laughs> just like four or five of them. So thank you guys. I hope, hey, if you grabbed a sticker and you are just now checking out the Blazer Victory podcast, thank you. This Saturday, I've already, you know, talked it over. I'm going to bring more stickers and put it at the marketing uh, table, which is the main entrance of a. Uh, a Bartow when you go in right by the Gene Bartow statue, the gold wall, wall honor, um, honor wall. Yeah. Uh, it'll be at that table. So if you guys do not have any blazer victory stickers, please get one, grab a couple. I want them all gone. Like and stick them on your car, stick them on your Yeti, wherever you put your stickers. These are really good quality stickers and they are a free. It just helps spread the word about, uh, blazer victory for us and hopefully, you know, gain some more listeners and, you know, now gain some more readers for the website. But, Definitely, uh, I, I hope to be there at least 30 minutes before tip-off, so around 2.30. So definitely go uh, by the Gene Bartow statue and pick you up a couple free Blazer Victory podcast stickers. Sure. Well, what are we at, about an hour now? Oh, yeah, we're over, uh, yo, one, one, hour, uh, one hour, eight minutes. Okay, all right, well, um, Darren, you want to go ahead and wrap us up? Yeah, well, you know what? You know, let's, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, you wrap us up. Oh, there you go, Jimmy. <laughs> there you go. Blazer Nation, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's go. Let's ride. Let's go. Oh, I, I said I wasn't going to say let's go this episode. <laughs>